welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And this is Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we are going to delve into the topic that many couples face at some point in their marriage. What do we do when times get tough? Marriage is a beautiful institute ordained by God, but not immune to challenges and difficulties. However, it's during these tough times that we have opportunity to grow closer to God and to each other. So how do we do that? Let's find out. You ready to go? Let's go. Let's go. What's delve? Delve, like dive. Del- I thought, delve into it. I'm going to rat you out. You wrote the intro, so you wouldn't screw it up this time, <laughs> yeah. did you? I screwed up. I screwed up like the past three <laughs> times I've done it. I We're was two like, for two, though, guys. We're back happen- on track. It ain't happening today. But you said today. delve, and I'm like, did you just screw up your own reading? Nope. It says it right there. Which, let's be honest. When we read the Bible, we mess it up sometimes because there's a lot of reading on this little screen. <laughs> that, so that, it just has some issues. It's like, hang on. But I'm like, delve. What yeah, you delve into it. You dive into it. I'm you, diving in. I'm you going dive, deep. But you can de- look up the word delve. I'm going to look it up I'm, right now. I'm going I'm I'm to look up. I'm going to have you look it up on screen. Definition on of delve. Reach inside a receptacle and search for something. That's right. You're going to reach down to the topic that many cus- got We're gonna couples dig. are We're going to dig We're into a topic. It. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. We're going to delve into it. Delve. I'm diving, bro. I'm diving in. I'm just diving. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know how to segue out of that, except I know? tried. I, I had a bunch of jokes lined up, and I'm like, nope, none of these are good ones. He said delve, and I'm like, I'm thrown off now. Completely thrown off. I I don't know what else to say. Well, what do you say we uh, jump into your little questionnaire, because it took a long time the last time we did this, so I say we throw it out there now, my good Just man. jump in. No banter. Well, there, it is going to be banter, because you're going to answer it, and that's how it was last Again, time. Again, if it, you're new to the podcast. We do this every time where we hang out and we chat because we are two bros in a basement hanging out. We want you to hang out with us for right. your for your morning talk show or so. evening or whenever. That was a really show. bad intro to say. Please stay and don't leave. Don't leave us now. <laughs> stay with. Don't me. leave. All right. So, so what's the game we're so playing? So back in the day, we used to do a bunch of different games because you know the the whole vision behind the podcast. We would jump in really really fast. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good. Hey, Phil, how you doing? We're doing real good. Hey, okay, today's Barry. topic hey, is... Hey, hey, Grizzly Bear. Then we just jump right in. We're like, you know, we want people to get <laughs> hey to know there. us a little bit. If y'all hanging out with us, we want to get to know you guys because we were asking for you guys to let us know about you and emails and, and messages and whatnot and now the Facebook yeah, group. we made the Facebook group for And it. now it turned into this whole thing where uh, sometimes we talk about just random crap or <laughs> we talk about, like, nothing important. Or sometimes we talk about Bruno. Don't talk about Bruno. Oh, okay. Just don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> you talk about... We don't talk about Bruno. We I Actually, uh, I guess we are going to make... Have you seen the new Elemental movie yet? I have not. I have not. I'm actually kind of excited to see that one. But either way, so we've done so many different get-to-know-you type games. We've done uh, party cues. What was, what was party cues? It was like a random topic? Yeah, it was like randomness. And then we played the Would You Rathers. Oh, that was always fun. And then... Oh, this or that? This or that? This or that? Yep, yep, There's yep. There wasn't there another one that there you you brought prob- out? Probably, but... We have not played Euchre yet, guys, and I really <laughs> want to play Euchre. He's like, let's play Euchre on the podcast. Or we can play FIFA. I got FIFA right here. We could do some of that. But this <laughs> one is... Carcassonne. We can this one is probably the most... I, in my opinion... You have Carcassonne on your phone? Heck yeah, dude, bro. Can we play that, like, over, like... like can I play you online? Yes, you can. Yes. How much fun money do I got, Beth? Do I got <laughs> enough fun money? Fuller ways than all of his on home improvement. Dude, it how was much ridiculous. how much fun money do I got? Okay, wait, let's stop. Pause. Pause. <laughs> We're okay. bantering, y'all. Pause. Come on, Sabrina. You know you're here for it. Pause. Come on. So 
I'm a, <laughs> I, I'm a little sour right now at Disney Plus. Your face just turned purple more, again on the screen. More, more than the ordinary reason of it being Disney and, and being so woke, but for the reason of... For so long, I have waited and waited and waited and saved my fun money so I could buy all the seasons of Home Improvement because I and, love Home Improvement. And I can I can, I can testify, bro's been saving. And so, bro's been saving. I I've been I've been saving, and so I finally had the He's money. He's been living like I, Dave Ramsey, live like nobody else. So one day you can that's buy right. what nobody else wants. Apparently, Home Improvement. Yeah, home all, all eight seasons of Home Improvement. So I did it. I bought them all digital. Home improvement. What, what what was the price tag on that? Fuller? It was not cheap. Not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it, and three weeks later, Disney goes, "Hey guys, look, we've just dropped all eight seasons of Home Improvement. You can watch it for free." Are we great? And I'm like, I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so Fuller, straight up Ahmed the so, dead terrorist. On so him. you 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 pay for all of them and you own them outright. Yeah, and I can't take them back because it's digital. So I'm just. Moral of Sad. the story is, guys, if you want to buy your favorite TV show, you probably should Google and say, is this coming to Disney Plus or Netflix yeah. or Amazon or Hulu or Paramount? There's a lot of streaming services. I'm ashamed. There's a lot of streaming services. Anywho, yeah, so that's my little unpause. Now we can go back to the so, game. So one of the most terrifying games we've ever played is Ooh, Do yeah. You Know Me? Do You Know Me? And in order to do this, what there is is I have 12 quizzes Fif here. Yeah. 15 qu 12 quizzes. Fif 15 questions. 15 questions per quiz. And you're, you're supposed to go back and forth. Like your your partner answers all these questions. Not and then partner relationally, just like your co-host. We're talking about marriage. No, we, we partnered, bro. <laughs> it's a marriage so, podcast. Well, so. the idea... <laughs> <laughs> we don't roll like that. Talking, wow. you yeah, you made dizzy Overly jokes already. Caffeinated. So yes, it is. I am. I am. <laughs> yes, I, I'm drinking more coffee. I already have almost finished this cup before this episode aired too. But so the idea is the fact of you answer all these questions, and then mm -hmm. I have to answer, and then put the answer that I think you put, and see how well do I know my bro Fuller. That's right, and it is terrifying. Because if yes. I fail this, um, you don't know how nerve wracking it is until you're it really on, is. until you're on the other like side. Like if of the you're phone. just having fun with your spouse, like oh okay, but this is live on air for everybody. This is like this could be the end of our friendship. It could be an embarrassment, or it could be like I showed you. This could be a left side, right side twix situation. Let's be honest, left side podcast, right side podcast. The last time you did this, you got like an eighty-seven. I got like a sixty-five. You flopped. I totally flopped. And the I felt answers terrible. I got wrong, I had reason why I was wrong. You're like, yeah, that's fair, but no. Yeah, but me, I was just straight up wrong. All right, so for this one, I'm going to read the question, and, and I'm going to answer it, but I these just, are fuller answered all these. I want to preface uh -oh. that, that I answered them all honestly. There was no okay. trying to trick you. So there was no it. funny jokes. No these are straight up answers. Straight up. All right. All right. So respond to the same question and try to guess Chris's answers. You all guys right, ready? So if you're new to the podcast, sorry, so, have fun so, with this one. Yeah, so... But if you OG, you hanging out for a long time, if, Clark, if, we're ready for this, right? If you don't want to listen Jesse, to it. Jesse, we ready? Michael, we ready? Go ahead and scroll ahead to minute 20 because it's going to be about Sabrina Marlene, that long. we ready? Here we right, go. Go ahead. Questions for Fuller. What would Chris rather sign up for? Archery lessons, pottery lessons, <laughs> fencing lessons. I'd love to see you in one of the tight little outfits poking <laughs> a sword at people. <laughs> I am Zoro. Um, and dance Olé. lessons. Ooh, see you, so Peter Pantice with a little tutu. It'd be like the rock from Tooth Fairy. You don't have to dance like okay. that, bro. Would you sign like up for? You're gonna sign up for archery lessons over pottery, fencing, dance. You're doing archery. Yup, yep. got that one right. All right, next question. What could Chris not live without? I don't see Janelle on this list, guys. Yeah, where's Janelle? That she wasn't. An where's option. Mark? And God wasn't an option either. All right, music, mobile phone, Ooh. my pet, 
Oh. Or hot water. See, hot water makes coffee. <laughs> and mobile phone is how you 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 text me. That's how I find my hot coffee. <laughs> but you are a and, music man too. And, so and podcast. And fight inside oh, and side note, I found the perfect song of all time that has all you the did. fuller's genres in you one did. song. You did, bro. It was straight up glorious. Irish rock band playing um hymns. It, it, and they do hymns in the folk style with a it was, solid bass line. It was, it was it's epic. phenomenal. It's so epic. Uh, I'm gonna say music. All right. You cannot live without music. You would be correct. Yes. Okay. Two for two. All right. What would Chris do if 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 he won the lottery? Would he go party, buy a new car, add it to existing investments, or buy a house? I don't know. Um. Because. But it's it's hard because like you got a good house, you you got some decent cars, you you don't really party anymore because you rather just stay home and watch Home Improvement. So I'm gonna say add it to existing investments because you are a wise human who's trying to save for the future. <laughs> yes, wise. three for three, guys. How are you all doing? Okay, let's speed this up. What would Chris do if, if he was given two hours of free time? Yeah, that doesn't happen when you're a parent. You don't get two hours of free time. Uh, will he sleep, do chores, go on social media, play video games? I'm gonna say sleep. Oh, but you like video games too. Sleep. We're going to go with sleep. Yes. Okay. Four for five. Four for five. What animal would Chris prefer as a pet? A dog, a cat, a snake, and a horse. I have learned in past episodes that you are actually a cat person, contrary to popular belief. So that's what yeah. I'm going with. There you go. <laughs> um, what is Chris's lifelong dream? To be rich and famous? Nope. To have kids? Well, you know, I mean, you're, you're on your way to eight to travel the world or to own his own dream car. I would say his lifelong dream is to probably travel the world. I mean, two kids have kids, yes, but I'm going to say travel the world. Hey, bro, were you cheating? Sorry, Piper. Were you, I said I wasn't you were cheating. not his lifelong dream. I wasn't cheating. Were you cheating looking over my shoulder while I was answering? Actually, no, I was bopping to the song <laughs> we were playing. Um, what would uh, appeal to Chris the most? Money, family, stability, or adventure? Oh, appealed the most family yes adventure yes i'm gonna go with family because that seems like the right answer for this episode there you Dang, go Janiel, he chose you this time if chris could <laughs> what would they rather be hey you're a they now what would they rather be stronger what taller i, I had another time taller stronger taller shorter or slimmer if, if chris could be anything you're already tall you don't want to be short don't I? Crap. But I feel like if I say you'd want to be slimmer and you don't say that, am I am, 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 I, am I body shaming you? I'm not really sure. If, <laughs> if Bro, Chris you, could, you what would they know. rather be? I'm going to dang it. I said yes. slimmer because I'm like, you always make a, you always said about a, a, a fat man at a buffet or something like I, that. Or No, it's a fat kid in the candy store. There you go, fat kid in the candy store. That, that's the show I watch. He goes, I'm I'm happier than a fat kid at the buffet. He's from Texas, so he's always really funny Texas saying. All right, what role, I'm only halfway done, what role would Chris prefer to play in a stage play? Ooh, the hero, the hero's companion, the villain, or a tree in the background? The tree. Now, what role? I would say, but but you kind of have that, 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 um, that little John to robin hood vibe anyways oh. like you're, you 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 crush that role because you can be a goof you don't have to be like a stable character you can be the idiot you could be the clown jester you can do all these fun roles so i think you're gonna do that the companion the villain i would love to play the villain <laughs> someone makes apparently someone needs to know jesus all right here we go question 10 what would chris prefer to put an end to war disease hunger or pollution 
I think it's going to be a toss-up between war and disease. Because they both take lives, and they're both terrible. I'm going to say you would rather put an end to... I'm just going to close my eyes and click. No, bro. Oh, I click disease. I'm, I'm a good no, bet. Just, just nobody goes hunger. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd rather put an end to hunger Heck over disease yeah, or man. wars. Okay. Yeah. Hey, everybody got to eat. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You can survive disease and war, but you can't, store. you can't survive starvation. That's true. What activity does Chris like doing the most? Puzzles, eh, video games, eh, watching TV, yes, exercising. Uh, we're going to say uh, out of all of these. Ooh, but doesn't Janelle love puzzles too? Beth loves puzzles, and I think Janelle loves puzzles too. What would you rather do the most though? Watching TV. I don't think video games are exercise. It's going to be puzzle or TV, but I'm going to go with TV because that just makes the most sense because you just bought all the home improvement. <laughs> video games. Dang it. Bro. Dude. I, I, know, my, I mean, back in the day, you was like the big N64 the whole, Super Nintendo. The whole week, all my spare free time has been on the VR playing pinball. <laughs> Shut up. Um, really? I bought a, a game. It's got all the Star Wars pinball machines in it. So I've been I've been playing the pinball machines like crazy. Folks, you are hearing this first with me because <laughs> I did not know this. I did not know this. I can't let, let all my secrets go. And I you. thought you actually worked when you were at work. Well, I know this is a VR. It's at home. Oh, the, oh, the, 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 oh, the Oculus. Wait, so you're like going ding, 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 yeah, like with a headset I got, on? I got Yeah, I got that on. You I'm got looking triggers? around. Oh, yeah, you got man. Yeah, bro. Come on now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What is Chris's favorite thing to watch on TV? Sports, news and documentaries, cooking and gardening, or reality TV? Well, you know, well, I mean, Sister Wives is some reality trash TV, which the new season's <laughs> coming out. Not cooking and gardening. I'm going to say news and documentaries because you love a good documentary. I'm going to say that. Yeah, yeah. we're Doc, back on track. The, the news. We're back on track. The news, not so Man, much, but the, the documentaries I'm here for. Uh, okay, question 13 out of 15. Where would Chris prefer to spend his holidays? In the Caribbean? In the Alps? In a city full of museums? On an African safari? Ooh. Do, 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 That's a hard do, one. Do, do. All right, we're going to say no to the Caribbean. Do, do, do. Contrary to what my gut's telling me, I'm going to say no to museums, either the safari or the Alps, but you love the mountains, so I'm saying mountains of the Alps. Yeah. Hey, got it. Yeah. The Alps. Okay, question The yodeling 14. veterinarian of the Alps. What? The yodeling veterinarian of the Alps. What's that? Veggie tails, bro. Oh, my bad. My bad, guys. Um, I, if, if I'm boring you right now, I apologize. Um, What is Chris's favorite mode of transport? Is it a train, a boat? Train, plane, or automobiles. That's plane, a fun movie. trains, or automobiles. A train, a boat, a car, or a plane. What's your favorite track? I, I think, like, okay, I think Whimsical Fuller would enjoy a train ride. <laughs> because <laughs> that'd be fun, like, going through, like, the mountains or whatever through the Alps. But you're a boat man. You you don't have your boat anymore, though, do you? No. You sold your boat? I'm going to say boat because you're a boat man. Plane, dang it. Dude, I'm an aircraft mechanic. I love planes. That's true, but, <laughs> but, but you also will. Uh, that's true. Okay. I love Back in the day, you, you you were an airplane mechanic. I love planes. I'd go to plane show. I still like go, to go to plane You go shows. to the air show like an Elkhart? I would like to. I haven't taken the kids yet, but one of these days, I'd like to get back out to it and all the fly-ins and everything. I love planes. What kind of question is this one for the last question? I know, right? <laughs> On a scale of one to four, one being the smartest and four being an idiot, how smart does Chris think he is? Oh, I read that because wrong. here, I read, I read it the other way around. So and four is it. the so okay, uh, we'll, okay. We'll adjust it. Four is the smartest. One's the least. That's smart. the way I read it. Yeah. Because here's the thing: if I put one, because we were bopping the music means, and I wasn't paying attention. But, but to see, this reflects more on me than you. Because if I'd put mine down, my answer about oh, so they say 
This is a reflection upon me more than you can. I if I say one, I think you're an idiot. At least I'm going to get to see how you actually rank me. All right, here's the deal. He's here's like, the he's deal. Like, I'm putting four just so I don't have to tell the truth. Right, right. No, don't do that. Is lying ever wrong? Not in this scenario. I think God will listen, forgive my lie. Listen. This you, is the same type of lie. If you put four. Rahab in the spies. Here's, here's, this is the same here's level. Here's the thing. Same level of lie. It's a double-edged sword because if you put four at, after that speech, now I know you're just doing it to be kind and I know you think I'm a one. Yep. <laughs> but this lie you're goes just, right in the same vein as Rahab you're, at Jericho. Listen, there's no getting out of I'm it. I'm trying to save my life. <laughs> you're not because... This is for self-preservation. <laughs> because it's going to hurt I don't want to I don't want to see Jesus right now. I don't want to, I mean, I, well, oh, shoot. I do want to see Jesus, but I don't, you, you know what I'm saying. My gospel we voice is coming out, you. so I'm going to go back. <laughs> All right, so I would not say knowing one, you, one you're not going to say the smartest. You're not going to say you're the dumbest. You're somewhere in the middle, but you're leaning towards the smart side, so I'm saying three. Two? Yeah. You on the dumb side? I, I'm on the dumber side, I oh, think. Oh, man. Personally, that's just my opinion. But why? What but makes I appreciate you think you're you. on the dumber I side? I appreciate you, bro. I, I put appreciate. a three. You did, you did. I would have, no, for myself, <laughs> I would put a three. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty dang smart. For you? Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd put. A I'm th- not a four. I'd put a three or four I for ain't you. I know Beth Schneider. I would, I would put like a three and a half for you. Oh, thank you. I think there's some, but I don't think because you, you you're not a not you're not a four. No, because you don't. Because I'm a three. <laughs> three, me too. I knew it was coming. <laughs> you beat me too. No, but what I was gonna say is you have the capability of being a four. You just are still learning your craft a little bit. You got a little few more years to go. What are you talking about? Two more gray hairs, you'll be a four. I'm not sure what to do with that information. So here we go. You were good, man. Here are the you, results of this okay, quiz. Wait, wait, hang on. You're a three on your way to a four. That's how way I'm going to phrase it. You're a three on your way to a four, in my opinion. Thank you. Of you. I appreciate that. Ooh, a little le- worse than last time, I got buddy. a 76. Which That's a passing grade, though. Is it? It is. Is, it, is 76 a C? Yeah. I think 72 is a... Is it? A 72 is a D or 75 is a D? It doesn't sound like really bad, but I don't know. I didn't really... He's like, I didn't get none of that. Go down school. to that level too much. <laughs> He's like, if it wasn't an A, it was. A I did not grade. do well in government econ because econ, dude. You know what econ class in high school we learned about stuff that doesn't even exist anymore because our teacher had these books from way back in the days. Like, oh, we're just gonna do uh, the book and have the quizzes, but and see what teacher. Oh well, we don't do it that way anymore. So I'm like, <laughs> uh-huh. so I'm being tested on crap that don't even exist. Uh, this is stupid. Yeah. Anyways, so I didn't do well hey, on that. Good job. Anyway, you passed. I got a 76 on my quiz before. So let us know if you did better than me in the Facebook group on how well you did. So moving on, you ain't drinking coffee this episode no, because you I don't want to have it. a panic attack. Well, I drank it before. That's so true. I've had a cup and a half. And if I drink it, I more saved than that, I'll have a, a sip. Attack. So that way I could say on air, I am drinking <laughs> the coffee blend from Tacoa for that local little coffee shop here in Mishawaka. What's it called again? Heritage Meeting House. Heritage Meeting House. Right over there by like Big Panda and all that. Or is it more like by? Yeah, yeah kind of, sort of. Yeah. Is it a little farther down? It's, it's by, right by, where by the Mickey old. D's. It's where, yeah. Well, no, it's before Mickey D's. No, you're right. It's right near Big Panda ish. Like right off Grape. Right off Grape and <clears throat> McKinley. People yeah. don't give a rip anymore. But yeah. anyway. So I'm drinking the coffee. We've been drinking for a little bit, but I got my bubbly. And so according to Janiel, no, this no, no. is. It's Bellevue. Uh, Bellevue. Bold. Bold. So bold. this isn't just like a fart. Pineapple, is, strawberry. Normally I joke that it's like, oh, look, look, like, you know. Sparkling water with flavors is like the flavor farted in the water. Apparently, this is bowls. This is like an extra one. It's like, like two farts <laughs> in there. It's like, a <laughs> it's like so, a so, but according to Janelle, this is her favorite. It is her favorite. So, I'm drinking her Janelle's favorite good. in honor of Janelle because we're talking about marriage episodes. It is good, but it's not my so favorite. I'm bringing, I'm bringing your spouse into this pineapple and strawberry. And it's not bad, Janelle. And I don't like pineapple things very often. This is not bad. But he doesn't think it's 
the best. Mm -mm. And that's how I feel. It's good, but it's not the best. But I also am not a big fan of strawberry bubbly and strawberry LaCroix either. I am, but you know, I am. You love that Waterloo. That Waterloo, that Waterloo lemon Waterloo lime. Bubbly. And I typically don't like lemon lime, but that is the, that's my, my jam hits. right now. So that hits. So, so I'm drinking coffee guys. You I'm are. not, I am saying true to the brain. I'm, Fuller just doesn't want to have a heart attack. so <laughs> Pretty much. I don't want to die. <laughs> but we got our bubblies. We got our water. We got a review to read. A four-star review. Not which a five-star. Hey, which it's I'm a thankful four for. I said honest Thank review. you. Thank you. Do you want me to read this review. one since yes. you have a lot of reading to do here in a second? Yes, sir. I could probably leave and come back and you'll still be reading the whole show <laughs> notes. But so this one was left back on March 10th from J Moon Triple One. One, one, one. J Moon, one, one, one. Yo, what's up, J Moon? And he or she, I, I, oh, J, J I don't want to get in trouble. So they. It. No, Jaboon says, great podcast. Love listening to these guys. Really great way to get my morning started. Well, Jamoon 111 hit us up at the email, podcast at gmail.com. We will get a mini swag bag in the mail to you. Kind of stat. Maybe so, not like st super stat, but like kind usually, of stat. Usually I get them out with, or I say I, usually Janiel gets them out within like two weeks. That's true. That's pretty it's good. usually stat. like a two week uh, before we get them shipped. And then it's like three to five days before. Wow. Depending on where you're at. You didn't write that, wow. you didn't write that thought down you in your show. Gonna happen? There, Hoss. You, know, you know what's going to happen there, big guy? I'm going to screw just call, this up. I've never been called big guy in my life. <laughs> I have, don't you dare look at my dad belly. <laughs> don't you dare. I am sensitive. Why are you sensitive, bro? Look, you're in good company, my friend. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> so let's tee this episode up. So why the heck are we talking about... Marriage. The hard things, not just marriage in general, but why you got to bring up when times are tough in marriage? So, well, you What's know. What's going on with you and Janiel that you had to bring this conversation actually, up? Actually, our marriage is going pretty good right now. I mean, she was roasting you upstairs a minute ago, and I was, was here great. for it. I was loving it. I love the little banter back and forth that her and I get to do. Uh, no, uh, honestly. I was a little uncomfortable, but it's okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, it's honestly just, uh, it's a big thing that, that happens in a lot of marriages, right? They're. Marriages have good times and bad times and Blow easy times, times and, and tough times and nuclear bomb times and non-nuclear bomb times. Sometimes it just be like that and, in the White House. And so it's like, well, what do we do in these tough times? And, um, you know, what is marriage supposed to look like? And how can marriages get destroyed? And uh, what are we supposed to do about it? And, and basically, it's going to be a lot of scripture and then something, a lot of conversation is what I'm assuming. Cool, cool. Unless Mark just like falls asleep over here from a caffeine crash or something. I don't know. I mean, my bed sounds real good right now. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> my bed curling up well, with some SEAL team or some Madam Secretary. Just take a little snoozy snooze. Well, we'll get through this so you can get home to some SEAL team. All right. So <laughs> uh, the first question we got to ask is what does the Bible say about what constitutes a good marriage, right? So before we can get into chit-chat. Rocky marriage, we got to know what a good marriage should look like, right? So we're going to start at what a good marriage should... paint a pretty picture? Yeah, like here's here's the Bible definition of a good marriage, and then we're going to say here's some things that can make a marriage not so good. That sounds good and to me, And then we're going to say how do we navigate a marriage Ooh. during those tough times. So that's kind of where we're going to go. That's kind of the that's the, the youth pastor. This is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Then we're going to get into it, and then we're going to recap it all. He's learning, guys. <laughs> He's learning. All right, folks. So what see? does the Bible do say about so, a good marriage? The Bible says the first thing is the couple helps one another, right? Genesis 2, chapter, or chapter, Genesis chapter, chapter two, 2, verse 18 and verses 21 through 25 says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. And then in verse 21, it goes on to say, So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man, and he slept. God took one of his ribs and closed the, uh, closed the flesh at that place. 
Then the Lord made the rib he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, this one, at last, because before this he was talking about how he didn't have anybody, uh, is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman, for she was taken from man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. Both the man and his wife were naked, yet felt no shame. So, first of all, right, it's not good for him to be alone, so God made him a helpmate. That's point number one, that we are supposed to help each other in marriage. It is not good that we should go through, or at least Adam should go through life alone. There, there, there's this aspect of marriage is supposed to be about being helpers to each other mm-hmm. and, and the things that we do in the life that we live. Yeah, and and not to go too far off, but no, I remember- go for uh, it, bro. This uh, is what it's about. Brandon uh, Soche, Pastor Brando brought this up, but I'm like, oh, I'll read it in this a little bit more. But when you read about the idea of helpmate, it's almost like you have, um, for a tent, you have two stakes, right? Mm. And in order to make it like two sticks stay up together, they have to put pressure. Like if you put two two-by-fours together- what makes them stand up is the equal pressure they're putting on each other to stand up. Right. And with marriage, it's not supposed to be one of those domineering things over the other because then your house won't stand up. But the idea is, is as you guys are working together, you're meant to be together, to be mm-hmm. partners together. Mm-hmm. You know, there is pushback. There's conversations that happen. If you guys want to stay up, the idea is the fact of as you guys are leaning into each other and trying to not just not just bulldoze one or the other, but you're trying to lean in to make the best thing possible. That's really how you help one another out. Right. It seemed like a deal in sport competitions, a competitor is someone who's striving to put roadblocks in your way to make you better. Right. In the, I'm not saying a, a spouse is a roadblock. That's not what I'm, <laughs> that's not all what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Best like what? That's <laughs> not a roadblock. She her, is a blessing her ears from the perked. Lord. I saw it. her ears perked she up. Went, when you said that. She went, Mark said what? <laughs> Mark ain't ever getting me loaf again. Say what? <laughs> she just paused the podcast, walked downstairs to your office and slapped you upside the back of the head. And you're like, what the heck was and that you're for? You're never getting me loaf again. <laughs> but yeah, so a couple's, the, the couple is designed as a helpmate to help one another. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and and if you look at it, right, so so leading up to that, Adam is is naming all the animals that are being brought before him. He's naming them all, and and he That'd be a fun it, job. it talks about early, you know, between those two verses that we read, that he there was none for him. He did not find a helpmate for him or one that that you know was or one that or a thing that was uh, like him exactly. And so, um, and prior to that, that's definitely when God, a tiger is yeah, not look like and, a human. And like I said, in in verse eighteen, we see that it, the Lord God said it was not good for man to be alone i will make a helper corresponding to him this is all in the account of day six right yep so and then adam um, said at last bone of my bone so, flesh of my flesh and then right after this god tells him to go and and basically have have dominion you you got dominion over the earth have dominion oh he said some other things too well he did but yeah procreation but we're not getting into that as much right now. Uh, <laughs> but that makes a healthy marriage. I'm gonna, I'm it it does. Sure, road, sure. No, and it, it, yeah, right. And, and, the, <laughs> and the bed is supposed to be undefiled and all this stuff. But um, so the, the, the aspect of, of it wasn't meant to be man in charge, women subservient to it. You know, I, I think of, um, and I like some of his stuff, but there's an aspect of this uh, theologian, Doug Wilson. I don't know if you ever heard of Pastor Doug Oh, yeah, Wilson. super patriarchal. Mm-hmm. Yes, very, very much so of like, women are only good for dishwashing, making me a sandwich type of thing. And I'm like, I am totally, <laughs> totally not on board with that because I think scripture clearly points out that no, it's it's a, it, it's equality. It's a mutual it. relationship it's a, exactly. with different positions and different exactly. jobs right. and different responsibilities. Right. But, at the, but at the end of the day, 
there's different roles, which yes. we're going to get into. We're yep. going to get into that. All right. All right. So, so, so first and foremost, the on. Bible says couples are designed to help yeah, one another. They're, they're, they are helpmates. Right. They're, exactly. They're supposed to yes. help each other. I like the way that you you quoted Pastor Brando on it, that the, the two bean poles support, put pressure and support each other. each other up. Yep. Exactly. Cool. So, uh, number two of a good marriage is they are joined together by God. So, we're going to go through Matthew chapter 19. Uh, this is the where Jesus is addressing divorce and all that. Uh, but verse four through six says, haven't you read, he replied, that he who created them in the beginning made them male and female. And he said, for this reason, a male, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So, they are no longer two but one, therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. So no one put us on. We see this thing of it's not two separate beings anymore. It is one, right? They are one flesh. They are one couple. God has joined them together. It's like a it's like a fusion, right? Yeah. And you can't unfuse without doing severe damage what has been fused together. And Jesus leans back into creation, and and basically, it's like this is the way God made it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, so, God has made for partners together as one right so i think of as a team um, I, I think of fireproof you ever see that kendrick movie fire long fireproof. time ago so they they took the salt and pepper shaker and they super glued it together and stuck it together and they said now pull it apart and he went to go pull it apart and he goes without breaking it and you can't because they've been j- literally physically joined together and if you rip them apart you're going to do serious damage to one or the other or to both and that is the this is the concept of what Jesus is talking to that what God has joined together let no man separate because in that separation there's messiness there's a lot of messiness and there's yep. going to be lots of damage which is why God has told us not to do this so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel this we'll, one y'all we'll, we'll just leave I that feel, there. I feel this one so what God mm. has joined together we are, we are joined together by God that's point number two point number three God has defined roles for both husband and wife love should always be at the center of the good marriage because I wanted I, I added that last little line in there because people think of roles and they're like oh here we go patriarchal and I want to say no love should always be at the center and and I'll get into that after we read the, these couple of scriptures of what I mean by all that so Ephesians chapter five, verses 22 through 32 says, wives submit to your husband as to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. I'm going to pause you until I get through these three scriptures and then we're going to come back because there's a lot to unpack here. Sounds good, boss. <laughs> I drink my bubbly. He is the savior of the body. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit their husbands uh, to their husbands and everything. Husbands. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ. Plural loved. husbands love pearl, like yeah, not, not not yeah, not like husband not sister wife situation. Love your wives, yeah. husband love your wife. No, there's definitely plural and plural. Uh, just as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church, since we are all members of his body. For this reason, it's a... See a theme, here we go. See a theme going on here. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This mystery is profound, but I am talking about Christ in the church. To sum up, each of you is to love his wife as himself, and the wife is to respect her husband. 
Colossians chapter 3, verse 18 through 19. Wives, submit yourself to your husband as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and don't be bitter towards them. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. In the same way, wives, submit yourself to your own husbands so that even if some disobey the word, they may be won over with a word uh, without a word by the way their wives live when they observe your pure reverent lives don't let your beauty or I'm sorry don't let your beauty consist of outward things like elaborate hairstyles and wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes but rather what is inside the heart the imperishable quality of gentle and quiet spirit which is of great worth in God's sight for in the past the holy women put uh, their hope in God also adorned themselves in this way, submitting to their own husbands. Just as uh, Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, you have become her children when you do this or do what is good and do not fear any intimidation. That's a long passage, and people are going, I'm, you're losing me. And then it goes, husbands. Beth, you should need to call me Lord now. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as the weaker partner, weaker not meaning in stature, strength. It's We'll get into that. Showing them honor as co-heirs. Co-heirs is a big word there co-heirs of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. All right, so let's unpack a lot of this, right? Unpack it, boo-boo. So we know from the patriarchal theology, I'll call it, mm -hmm. of when they look at roles in that theology, they see man is head, which means he is king. Dog. He is God in his home, which... He's the patriarch. I've heard this, this term used, I am a God in my house. I've heard that term used. Really? Oh, 100%. And, I don't know if I want to stand and, next to that person. And the woman serves me and does my bidding, and the children serve me and my wife and do our bidding. But really, it's doing what the What is this, shiny, thing. happy people? Th that's what it sounds like, right? The Duggar family. Right. 100%. <laughs> so that is not what we're talking about here, right? And here's why I say that, right? So it says, uh, wives, submit to your husbands. At, we'll go back to Ephesians 5. Husband, or wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Hmm. But how did Christ come? He humbled himself, found himself in the form of man, and basically died. But what what did Christ say at the Last I mean, Supper to his disciples when he was washing their feet? In the same way, go out and serve. Like in the same way mm. that even as I talking about yeah e even, even it, as I served you, go out and serve. Right, exactly. So what does Christ? What did Christ do? He he did the nastiest, dirtiest job in the culture in order did, to love the he people. Served he served the best. He served the best. He loved the best. He did the crappiest things to those whom he loved. That he died for those whom he loved. He suffered punishment for those who he loved that he didn't deserve. And you know what's kind of funny when you think through that, you know? I mean, th this idea has been coming up a lot more lately, so sure. it's not like a new thought. But Jesus even washed Judas's feet. Right. Well, not only that. Knowing what was about to go down. Think about it this way. Right, right. wait, wait, right? Did Jesus wash Judas's feet? Well, he would have had to. Well, there was a time. I'm trying to think when Judas walked out and then the feet. Like if it was the feet and then the food? I thought it was the feet and the food. But I, I think I, so. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But I think you're right. But here's the other great thing, right? Those who were persecuting Christ and hung him on a cross, what was the prayer that he said? Father, forgive them. For they Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. For they don't know. They're doing him harm, and he's asking for forgiveness on their behalf. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christ clearly states that one of them will betray him. 
But then he goes. So he says, one of y'all going to betray me. <laughs> and go, I'm going to wash your feet but first. But then I'm going to wash your feet anyways. Right. And, oh, and by the way, and, and that was a symbol to the disciples to see, y'all see what just went down. So y'all got to go do that too. And here's the thing, right? In that culture, Dang. that was the worst job. Of, that's the, the, the lowest servant in the house. That's his and, job. And he could not. And this is the thing wild about washing feet. When I went to this on the podcast of the person who did the feet washing had to be a slave or a servant. And it could not be a Jewish. Right. It right. had to be a Gentile. It was so servant. bad. That's why Peter was so the standoffish. Jews, the Jews were above washing people's feet, y'all. Well, that's that's why Peter was so standoffish. Of no, Lord, you shouldn't be washing my feet. And he's like, No, I'm going to do this for you. And he's like, Well, then wash oh, my, my whole body. body. Right? Which is it's a like, little dude, weird. Like, bro, <laughs> like, just go away. Calm down, Peter. <laughs> that, that's that's Peter was on the same caffeine that I am right now. So, so if we, but this is where I said there's defined roles, but the roles are that the husband is the head of the house, right? Yep. And is supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church. And the wife is going to submit herself as the church submits themselves to Christ. Right? And, and it's a mutual submission and a mutual servanthood. It just looks slightly different. Right. I mean, it even talks about the fact of, you know, if a um, husband, if you want to prove, like, if you really love yourself, love your wife more than you love yourself. Because mm-hmm. you already love yourself. You ain't got to be taught to do that. We all are selfish little people. Right. No one, one hates their born. body. No. Well, I <laughs> love her like you love your body. Nobody hates their body. Right. Like, like you're not going to, like, think about it. Right. Like, like we are so selfish that we're never going to deny ourselves certain things. I mean, yes, there's there's times and there's seasons, wh- whatever. I, I get that. But more the fact that if, if you truly do want to love yourself, go love your spouse. And the other thing, too, like in Colossians where it says don't be bitter towards them. Like, don't do it in such a way where, you know, like, oh, karma's going to get you the butt. Or, like, you do this, and since I did this for you, I, don't know, I know you you and I thought about this, the idea of, of okay, so why why'd you do that for me? Like right. that should never be part of the conversation. But the right. fact of you shouldn't be doing things out of spite. Like, you know, um, Beth was telling me of one marriage couple where she's like, I don't know how they're still married, but they, they like do things to screw the other person over. Like just bring home puppies or do this that's or weird. that. Just, it, it's weird. It's wild. It's but, like, that's not what it's supposed to be about. If right. I want to do what's best for my wife, that is submitting myself and serving her in such a way where I expect nothing out of it, and it may suck in the pro- yeah. No offense, Beth. I'm just saying what it is watching people's feet. And it could suck in the process, right. but if I'm called to love my wife like Jesus loves the church, that means you got to do the grind. You got to do the work. You got to put you in gotta, the effort you, to do you it. You got to protect, love, and serve. And then on the, on the flip side, though, with marriage, it's mutual. You sure. know, it's the fact of if marriage ain't no 50 50, it's 100%, Here, 100%. Here's what, and here's what happens, right? If we follow this formula we just talked about, and this is only a, a snapshot. Mm-hmm. of all the scriptures that are in and about marriage and how we should treat each other. And, and this has the, nothing to do with just relationships in general. No. Yeah. You and know? so you got all that. We talked about on that top a few episodes ago. But w- what happens here is when you have this formula, I call it the God formula because it's from God. Okay. The God formula. When you have the God formula in a marriage, it's easy and natural for a wife to submit. And it's easy and natural for a husband to love and to treat his wife like right. Christ treats church because it's a, it's the way it's and supposed honestly, to be. It's the way to the we're needs created. of the wife too. Well, and that's what it, that's what I'm saying. Submission is saying, Hey, you're the head, you're responsible. Mutual. I'm going to follow your lead. And when a husband is doing what he's supposed to do and being loving and serving, there's trust built there mm-hmm. and the wife can submit herself and trust. Now there's a time. And this is why I brought the first Peter aspect into a chapter three, where it talks about, even if, even if, some disobey the word, right? Talking about husbands, even even wives submit yourself to your own husbands. Even if some disobey the word, they may be one without a word by the way the wives live. So your 
actions matter in a marriage. Mm. If you are sitting back and going, well, he's not doing his part, so I'm not going to do my part. Well, you're going to have a really crappy marriage because nobody's And that's trying. where I think a lot of marriages have issues the fact of, well, if, if he ain't doing this or, well, man, she ain't doing none of this no more. Like, right. like, like I've heard of so many, I mean, it's going to sound really bad, but I've heard so many guys, Christian knockers, where it's, you know, the whole idea of, oh, well, she doesn't do this. She's not kind. She ain't putting out. She ain't doing all these things. So why right. the heck would I want to go be kind to her? Right. Because you're her husband, you right. fool. Yeah, exactly. And, and when, I, when I read these verses, you know, 1 Peter 3, 1 through 7, I read that wives are responsible for their own actions. But then when I also read at the end of verse 7, where it's like husbands, live with your wife and understand it. It's a fact of it has nothing to do with what they do. It has everything to do with, with what you are called to do because you are responsible for how you live your life. Right. Now, everyone else has to give account for how they live. Right. But, you know, going into this, it's the fact of there has to be personal responsibility in a marriage to make sure you do what you got to do. Now, I mean, I do want to say you could be the most kind, loving, gracious wife ever and end up being with an abusive husband. That's not what this is talking about. No. But it's more the fact of our jobs as spouse is to go 100% all the time. Right. You know, and it's it, the way well, I was taught it was it's supposed to be not, not an outserve people. But if you're constantly thinking, how can I serve them? 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 You're going to find a beautiful marriage because you're loving one another the way they, they need to be loved. And not only that, but if you bring all the scriptures in about the the one another's, right? Love one another, even as Christ loves Love the you. Church. And, and, and it goes through all these one another's and serve one another and treat each other kind, you know, be compassionate, be loving, watch out for each other. All, all these things comfort each other, edify each other. I mean, there's kind con- one there, towards there, another. There's like, constantly, geez. constantly one another. All these one another's are how we're supposed to treat people. Mm-hmm. And then there's these that specifically speak to marriage. So we should be doing all the one another's. And, and this, stuff, right? So right. it's like a layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. And what you see in this perfected state of marriage is you see a beautiful picture of how God intends for us to be with him as the church mm-hmm. under him. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful picture. But then the question then becomes is, when does the breakdown in this plan happen? Ah, so what can lead to the You know, because we can talk right? about all the ideas so, of, hey, this is what God wants for marriage. And it's like, cool. Well, I ain't in that. Yeah, we had oh, to. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm saying from the podcast perspective. Right. Not, but, not, hi, Beth, we, I love you. We got you. <laughs> but <laughs> be no, we, we had to see this beautiful picture of what marriage should look like. That's right? a beautiful this picture. Is, this is what it should be. This is the pinnacle of every Christian, and I'm going to say Christian, non-abusive, marriage should be striving for yep. right should be striving for that sounds good it it, it sounds peaceful don't it sounds peaceful with some meatloaf it, on the side it sounds like a lot of meatloaf and some tacos Ooh, yeah. I, we had I, we had I, I had a taco bowl tonight before i came there you go we're gonna have steak tomorrow so night what are some things that can lead to Let's an be unhappy marriage and i want to go through so <laughs> this is going to be a two-parter by the way is, are, are we gonna make the two-part episode yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna we're yeah. gonna we're gonna go through this unhappy marriage point by point we're gonna talk about it right are we gonna read all of them and then go into them? no we're gonna, gonna do, we're gonna do one we're gonna name the unhappy marriage one by one <laughs> <That's> <laughs> terrible and then we're gonna I take a break feel about that and then we're gonna take a break for a week for a week and we're going to jump back into navigating through these difficulties okay. how's that sound that, that sound sounds good? good to me all right y'all might not like it but that sounds good to me i like to leave joe on a cliffhanger uh, all right let's do it joe you probably got a happy marriage so you're good right now but yeah <laughs> anyways so what can lead to an unhappy marriage there's i got 11 points here right all right let's do it and the uh, number 11's 
pretty much the pinnacle. <laughs> okay. Uh, one, lack of commitment to the marriage. So mm. what do Somebody I mean? Somebody forgot they vows. Like, what do I mean about lack of commitment? This is this can come in a, a wide variety of of issues, and we're going to actually touch on this several times throughout this list. But uh, a lack of commitment could be like, yo, I married you, and I thought I was happy, but I ain't in love with you anymore because I don't have this feeling, and I'm just not. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it anymore. It's a lack of commitment to the marriage. Whereas, hey, when I said till death do us part, that was a commitment. I meant till death do us part. That's the commitment that I'm making to you. So it's like, ah, you know what? I had that commitment. Not anymore. Like, I just don't have that commitment to this marriage anymore. So the big lack of commitment, it's a huge, it's a huge problem, especially, I don't know about all over the world, but in America, this is a huge sticky Even point. Even in the Christian uh, uh, world. Oh yeah. Just, uh, uh, well, you know, I was in love with them and I've fallen out of love with them. I've heard that so many times. So I've fallen out of love. Or with it's them. not that, I mean, it's not the same person I married 20 years ago. Right. Well, no, Dush, Sherlock. We're yeah. all allowed to evolve a little bit. And the, the thing that people, <laughs> You don't think the same when you're 20 as you do when you're 40. No, but the thing that people need to look like, especially in, a, in an unhappy marriage, right? When you're mm-hmm. saying that and you're begrudgingly, yeah, they're not the same person. It's like, well, are you the same person? And what has what have you fostered in that marriage to make that person change Hmm. to treat you the way that they're treating you. Like, what have you done? Have you done any self-reflection on what you added into this bad marriage? And that's why it's good to review the vows, you know, where it's, you know, in sickness and in health for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse. To death do you part. That literally is what that means. Right. And some people is like, for better, for better, for worse, for bored or for not like, no, there's, there's, you know, even where it talks about in the Bible, I mean, they're coming from a, a guy who's gone through a divorce, right? The Bible even says divorce was never the plan. No. Divorce is not the plan. Why did it say it? It was permitted to Moses because of the, the hardness of your hardness heart. of your heart. So it's because of our hearts that there's even divorce. Now, again, granted, you can only control you. You can't control the no. other person. And, and, and that's so there why, is some there is some but, awkwardness but in that's, there. But that's what it's saying, though, right? The hardness right. of even if you have the good heart, it's the hardness of that person's heart for whatever reason. The the lack of commitment or the other ten things that we got going on. But you know, it's and, a hardness towards the marriage vow. That's and, what and, it is. And honestly, and, and that's the thing is commitments are not easy sometimes it's painful right. to keep a commitment and that's why we're trying i mean we're trying to teach our kids this right now i know you are too mm-hmm. where it's the fact of no we made a commitment we're gonna follow through like like i know um was one of my kids with soccer she wanted to quit halfway through and we're like look we're not gonna make it play next year that's right. okay we're not gonna force you into but this you gotta finish but this you year. made a commitment to your team and 100%. to yourself and to your coach 100 percent. so you gotta finish buck up and year. do it you're gonna yep. finish it out because yep. that's what we do we're finishers yep yep we want to we want to we start out. what we, we finish what we start that's yep. the way it is we got the commitment and that's the thing nowadays especially in in, in american society and in the christian churches uh we don't take commitment as serious as they once did and we don't take those vows as serious as we once did as a People I mean, look at society. even phone contracts. T-Mobile's doing this phone contract deal where it's like, you know, tied up with your plan. We can unbreak it for you. Like, like right. we're always looking for ways of escape and right. ways out. And there's that passage in scripture. I can't think what it is. Um, where it talks about like, you know, even a builder makes plans and accounts to make sure he can finish the project he starts. Right. And, you know, there is a level of that with marriage of you do while before you get married and um, my, my, my brother, uh, Chris, he was engaged. Uh, he actually broke off with his fiance pretty much the same month that I found out about the affair mm-hmm. and the blow up. And I'm like, wow, this is sorry, mom, all of us kids, we just went, Phew. 
<laughs> like, sorry, mom. You guys and all on the same fuse. <laughs> basically. And I asked, I actually asked Christopher, the, and Jamie, for listening, um, uh, you can ask Chris if I have permission to tell the story because I'm about to tell it anyway. So just get pre-permission. <laughs> but, but I asked him, you know, I said, bro, so did, I said, to be honest with you, I said, did, did, did you and your, well, you know, ex-fiance, did you guys break off your engagement because of what happened to me? And he goes, no. He goes, it was, it's kind of just the timing of it. He goes, honestly, I mean, it was weird that happened at the same time, but the fact that he goes, I was looking at it, looking at what it could be down the road and just went, I don't think this is it. Yeah. And so Christopher had the, well, they, now you know which brother. He had the foresight to to look at this and go, you know what? I don't think this is going to do it. So rather than just being like, oh, well, I'm just committed. I guess we're just going to do it. We're just tied in. We're stuck right. with this. Let's just let's just make it happen. He at least had the foresight to go, I don't know if this is going to work. And, you know, that's a challenge for those of you who are dating or thinking about dating or engagement of looking at that partner, looking at their, at their families, looking at how they were raised, looking at all these different things and going, mm-hmm. not just like, do I, <laughs> man... She's just a 10. Like, that ain't good enough reason, boo-boo. Like, you got to, like, look at the person and be like, is this someone that I want to go through the ups and the downs with? Is right. this someone that can go the distance, that I'm willing to go the distance? Now, once you make that commitment, get off your sad horse, you know, buck up and let's get after it because right. you made a commitment. But there is a level to that. And, you know, but 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 what can lead to an unhappy marriage is one or the other person. Yeah, like, like you said, there's just a lack of commitment to it. Right, exactly. It. So I agree. All right, what's number two, big so guy? So number two, and you... You could probably speak to this one a lot better than I can. <laughs> but number two is infidelity. Yeah, because it breaks up marriages and it, breaks up kids. Number it, three. It definitely, <laughs> infidelity is yep. one of the number one causes for splits in America and throughout and the world. And it starts with a lack of commitment to I your I think marriage. I read 60, 60% of marriages will end in infidelity. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was the statistic. And this is why I mean Back, I, me I'm gonna speak one. in this a little bit. This sure. is why, you know, Beth and I, we, we talk about this all a lot is, you know, um, Beth words it so flawlessly, way better than I can. But the idea of the fact of when you become too familiar with someone the opposite sex, you're more easily able to jump over boundaries that you had, and you're and you're less likely to be like, oh, we're just having fun, we're just flirting. When in reality, you're becoming too familiar with that person to the point where it's easy to cross over those boundary markers. Well, yeah, exactly. And and you know, I've always stated that you got to have clear boundaries, right? You have yep. to set up boundaries, and there's certain boundaries that you don't cross. And like, people ain't going to like it. Like, hey, don't be, if you can at all help it, don't be in the same room as the opposite sex if you're a alone. married person. Alone, right? Alone. Don't put yourself in those situations. You know, the Bible talks about keeping yourself from the appearance of evil. Don't be messaging people. Like, so we got a thing, me and the Hides, or Fuller's and the Hides got a thing. Like, if, if Mark's going to message Janelle about something, just it could be a design thing or whatever. It's, I'm in it and, and Beth's in it. And if I'm going to, if I would say something to Beth, we're all four on it. We're and all. And if Fuller wants to get a hold of me, he gets a hold of Beth first, because then he she's going to pick up the phone. Pretty much. Then, I mean, hey, that's here, just, here you go. <laughs> so, so we got a text. We got a text thread that's all four of us that we yep. constantly talk on, and that's the way but, we do it. But I also do that with uh, uh, Devin and Kathleen. Yep. Um, I also do it with Amanda and jo- she's yep. my sister, so it yep. makes it funnier when I say that. But but there is a level of there are boundaries that we've set up. Yes. And so many times when we, when you set up these boundaries, people will make fun of you. They will laugh sure. at you. Like a boundary that we have. I mean, a lot of my clients are women. Right. And so I have to text them. I have to call them. I have sure. to talk with them. Sure. Beth has free reign in my phone. Yep, exactly. Well, that's I Janelle. I can't hide nothing. You know, we, we got podcasts, you know, l- listeners writing in, stuff like that. Janelle has free access to my phone. Yep. At any time, she can pick up my phone and look at it. And, and you know what? I'm not ashamed of what she'll see. Not, not and, a bit. And, and the nice thing with Beth is she can say, like, you know what? This one looks a little, like, no, no boundary has been crossed, but 
looks a little. This, uh, this is the way this could be perceived. The, I the know appearance, you. The appearance of evil thing. Yeah, and Beth right. will say, I know what you're trying to communicate, but you got to be careful in wording it this way. You should right. maybe you can word it this way next time. It's like, oh, thank you, boo boo. There's a lot of I've times I've been saying boo boo a lot this episode. I apologize. There's guys. a lot of times I hand my phone to Janelle, or I'll read it. I say, hey, this is how I'm going to respond. How does this sound? Does be- sound good? Before I even send it, because I don't want the appearance of evil. I want to stay. If here's the line, I want to stay as far away from that line as I can, so that I'm not accused one. Or and, and ruin my testimony and my witness, or that I don't fall into that temptation. Like those yep. are the two things you got to keep the boundaries. You stay away from the boundaries. But infidelity starts in the heart. It starts. In, it starts in, with the lack of commitment to the marriage. Yep. A lot of it goes back to that. So right. so what can we do on happy marriage? One's a lack of commitment. Two obviously is affairs, infidelity. Right. Anything yep. along that line. Yep. And and there's also what we call. Have you heard of this new idea? Not that I mean I don't want to go too fast. But have you heard this idea? I think it's called like soft cheating or something like that. Uh, Where explain it, it to me? I, it may. I mean, it. I may know about it, but it may not uh, be the term that I recognize. Kind of the recognize. idea of like you ain't talking to somebody, but but you checking out that Insta is pretty good, uh, and you're going into this, uh, and you're. Yeah. So and, that's where it start starts. I mean, you know, it's and then like there's um, also emotional affairs. There's physical affairs. Well, it's like these uh, different things. It's like Chris Kripe said. You know, the time to you know if, if you're. If, if the chocolate cake is a sin, the time to walk away from that sin, you might turn your head and notice and go, oh, chocolate cake. Oh, turn your head away and walk away right then and there. But if you could start going, oh, chocolate cake. Oh, wait, it looks like writing. Let me get a little closer see what it says. Oh, well, it says have, have, have. Oh, let me get a little closer. Oh, yeah. Curiosity let me, let me just, kills the cat and kills exactly, Mark. 100%. So, so infidelity, lack of communication, number one. Number two, infidelity. Number three. Not lack of communication, lack of commitment. That's what I meant. Thank you. We're, yeah, we're going to get into communication later on. Uh, number three, constant conflict. Okay. So this is like the fighting all the time. Now, but here's my question, though, is what can lead to... Because I feel like anything can lead to conflict. Like, I mean, anything from people who are dealing with... Like, uh, like I know people who are, who have gotten into accidents mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just the pain... And that causes the conflict. Mm-hmm. Kids can cause conflict. Money. Choices, money. Yeah, right. Um, anything work. Anything yeah, can sure. cause conflict. Sure. Do you put do do you put mayo or butter on the outside when you do a grilled so, cheese? That can cause conflict so too. This is an America. It leads to a lot of high unhappy marriages. They just constantly there's constant conflict. So the the thing that I have found the well I shouldn't go through the navigating, but we'll gonna we'll get into it. Uh, is it, you got to know when to pick your battles, when to hold them and when to fold them. You got, I was gonna say that. I'm so glad you said it, not me. I got you. You gotta know got you. when to hold them, know when to fold them. Who even? I, I, Kenny Rogers. Okay. No when to walk away and no when to run. <laughs> you got I'm to like I know the I know the lick, but I don't know who who sings Anyways, it. Anyways, so uh, yeah, you got You got to know. Look, if toilet paper's on one way, the rolls on one way, the other. I'm just going to show you. Matter. I'm just going to show you the patent and be like you're wrong, and then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. But no, it's it's knowing what is worth fighting over and what isn't what's a preference and what's an issue and, mm. and learning to distinguish between the two and you know i remember so w- one piece of advice that i got is you know there is the conversation around in the bible talking about the fact of don't let the sun go down on your anger mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but sometimes the conflict could be so bad that it's not a bad idea to just say all right we're going to cool off or, or just say hey we're going to revisit this we need to revisit this. And so this is not that Beth is really good at. As we're having a conversation, but like, all right, now's not the time. We're going to revisit this when it's, when it's, when, when I'm in a better spot, when you're in a better spot, 
is now a good time to talk about it. And, well, you know, I, so rather than say, I can't believe you, you're just like your mother and you're, but you're going boom, boom, sure. boom, boom, boom. Sometimes we need to take the humble pill and take a step back and be like, and asking like, you, you good, you okay. Rather than fighting and people on their, you know, their personalities can react a little bit differently. Well, to and I, I think it falls into that same line and concept of the scripture that talks about, you know, to not withhold yourself sexually from each other, except for in a time of prayer and fasting for a season. And that this would, I would say constitutes along the same line that if you're going to pause a conflict, right? You got to revisit it. You, you should set a time limit to at least get back together to say, Hey, can we talk about this now? Say, all right, Hey, we can't talk about this now. Can we talk about it tomorrow or let's revisit it tomorrow? See if we're in a better spot and not that you have to visit it, but at least keep it going to where you're constantly putting a date to where you're going to visit. Go, are we going to deal with this? No. Okay. Here's what we're going to try to get. But to then deal with next. leaning into it, there's also the level of marriage of we each are responsible for ourselves. That's when you need to revisit that. Be like, am I in the wrong? Right. No. Yeah. And totally. why do I feel like I'm right? Yeah. But to, no, no, and that's what you should be doing when you're not in the midst of the conflict is what I'm saying. But you need to set a time limit to revisit the conflict. Otherwise, you might just sweep it on the wrong, under the rug and never come back and deal with the issue. Which then can lead to bitterness infidelity and, oh, oh, and a lack of commitment. And exactly. Hi, Beth. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> all right. Let's, number four. Uh, we, we're on number four. We're we'll, going to get to we'll, 11. We'll get moving quicker. Woo. So number four, substance abuse. This, this one just speaks for itself. This pretty much, yeah. I mean, I mean, when you're a druggie or safe. an alcoholic. It, and it, it costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money. It's, it, not, it, it's safe. not safe. You can do some stupid stuff. You, I mean, there's just, yeah. There's, there's a lack whole of trust. There's a lot of different oh, things. Oh, so, so much stuff. And and yeah, I mean, it just, it breaks down the the trust in the marriage very quickly, like mm-hmm. you just said. So, all right, number five, another big one. This is the Financial big one. issues. Oh, yes. man. Hey, we just had an episode about death and taxes and what's the purpose of life, but you know now we're talking about man <laughs> financial Beth issues. Beth and I so much Dave Ramsey, and that's it's on there all the time. But it is it's a big it's a big conflict creator. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a saver? Not, is there a spender? Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. So like Janiel's a saver, I'm a spender, a hundred percent. So okay, and we've had to navigate through that. So, so 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 let's lean into that just for a split second for you guys with financial mm-hmm, issues. Mm-hmm. How did you guys navigate that? So the way we navigated it is, I go okay, here's here's the we we agreed to sat down on here's the category this is the bills that got to get paid because those are just not essential that's not a this conversation is here's the other categories in which we need money for and then here's fun money and so it's like okay we we always try to make sure we have a little fun money for each and other buy home and it's like there you go now you can you know spend whatever you you can do whatever you want with that money whatever so you know 20 bucks if you want to go and light it on fire, go for it. Like, that's <laughs> your money. You go do what you want. If you want to go and I don't know, see a baseball game, go for it. Like that's your money. Like you just. But, but it's it's about fighting to get on, not not fighting in a bad way, fighting in a good way to fight for to be on the same. Page. It's finding and working through to find a common goal in your finances and making sure both parties understand the finances and are both aware of the finances. Like, so if I said, Janiel, you have all the money, or you know, you're going to take care of the budget and I'm never going to look at the budget. I'm just going to trust you. And she breaks the trust. That's a big deal. Or if I do the same and I say, I'm going to control and the budget. And that happens in a lot of So like what we honest. do is Janiel loves spreadsheets. So I let her do her spreadsheets. And then every, every page, understand it, man. every paycheck, she does the spreadsheet and she hands me the spreadsheet and I look it over and I say, yay or nay. Like, yep, it looks good, or nope, we need to move this here and this here and this here and this here. That's the way our marriage works, and that's what works best for us, and we stick to that budget. That's the, what works best for us. And and Beth and I, I am a big-picture person, and she's a nitty-gritty person. Yeah. And, and so so we, do, we don't do it like what you do. For me, it's more of 
I'll have these big ideas mm-hmm. that we'll kick around. And Beth is kind of the Beth. Beth is the is, is the uh, the backstop. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, she's like, yeah, we can do that. No, we can't. Or uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, you know, I would love. My thing is, is I'll just say things randomly. You know, I'm like, like oh, me I would, too. I would love to go me on. Too. I would love to have a three week vacation. That sounds awesome. But how are we going for it? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just. I'm, I'm like, uh, hey, I want to cool. build. I want to build an addition onto the house. Let's. let's oh, that's that's Biffer. Let, Biffer uh, wants that. Let's see how much it costs. Well, let, I let, want a boat. Yeah, I don't want a boat. I want to move up. Like, I want to increase the square footage and. You know, and you just you're kicking the tires. You have some fun yeah, with it. Yeah, you, you know, I might call somebody, get a quote, come out here, see what it costs. But you know, with financial issues, man, I was just we were listening. It goes back to Dave Rainsy. We were listening to a call, and this guy was like, "Yeah, I just found out my fiance is nineteen thousand dollars with the credit card debt." Dad, yeah. ready for this? She didn't know about her mom screwed her over, put a name on her credit card, and just screwed her over. Uh, but there's terrible. also things where, like, my mom with my stepdad, he hid all of her debt, his debt from her. Wow. And so that was bad. Yeah. So again, it breaks trust. School loans. Yep. I know my sister and her ex had to deal with that. And so there's a lot of money can cause so many unforeseen issues. But 100%. if you're on the same page, it open, can really help. Open, honest, work through it together. And That's here's my thing. honest advice. One checking account. You can have 100%. different ones. Or both people have access to it. Not this is my money. This is your so, money. You, you, so, nope. so one person, one bank account. When Janelle and I got engaged, <laughs> we combined our accounts. When we got engaged, yeah, we, made, I did. we made the commitment and we're like, no, this is going on. We didn't we didn't get engaged not to get married. We're getting married. So we got engaged. We combined our, our accounts oh, and, and you that's were the way engaged. engaged. And that's the way it's been ever since. We have we have done the finances together. That's the way you it is. You got a tattoo when y'all was dating? Y'all, yeah, com- I, dude, y'all, y'all, y'all always commitment. be like... Look, there is no lack of commitment to my marriage. <laughs> Dang, no, there is so, not. So, all right, so, so right. far, we've talked about lack of commitment, infidelity, infidelity affairs, cons- uh, constant conflict, substance abuse, whether, I mean, alcohol, drugs, whatever. Uh, shoot, it can even be a Dr. Pepper addiction. Sure. Sorry, Beth. That was not a slam. <laughs> wow, That's just what came out. My wow. bad. But I do know people... It could be a meatloaf problem. But I do... I don't see no problem, but I, but honestly, I do know guys who have drink so much Mountain Dew, like sure, it sure. actually became a financial burden for yeah, them. Right. But which then leads into financial issues. Sure. So what's so, number six? Number six, we're halfway. Which through I now. think is one of the biggest ones: unrealistic expectations, or unrealistic, this, or not just unrealistic, but unrealistic and unspoken expectations. Ooh, that's I'm even mean a, it unspoken. I, I like that the unspoken part because if I'm is, expecting you 100%. to do this, but I never verbalize it. How are you supposed to know? Now right. I'm mad at you for not meeting my expectations. Right. It was it it it, it was realistic. But you didn't well, know. and that and that gets into the communication aspect of it. You got to yeah. have good open communication but the expectations have to be reasonable right i can't say or i can't have janelle tell me i'm not even gonna say it. i'm gonna say i'm gonna have janelle tell me i want you to look like chris hemsworth which she wouldn't because she doesn't <laughs> like chris hemsworth but, i mean your boy think that'd be pretty tight but she you know i want these big rippling muscles which she doesn't uh but i want all this and you know that's this is these are the you know you want me to love you this is what i need to do or you, you need to do for me and i'm that would be an unrealistic expectation because your homeboy's been fat all his life so it's just unreal uh or like you like Mark, if Beth said to you, Mark, unless we own six Teslas, I don't, I, there's no commitment or love for you. You ain't, candy shop is closed. Which side note, um, have you seen a lot of the, 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 the TikTok, like woke girls, they want a dude with like, he's got like six figures and all this. Gold and, digger. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but that is a real thing. It, right. it, it'd be the same like on Beth to me saying, okay, I want you to have your business, run a full-time job, take care of all the kids, do all the things, and I'm just going to go hang out with people. But you got to take care of all the kids, all could, the everything. It's it, like, it, I can't I can't do that. It could also lead to uh, uh, unrealistic expectations, even emotionally, right? Mm. Of like, hey, I've read all these, you know, I got this expectations from reading all these 
fantasy novels, and I, you know, we call them smuts. Yeah, you we called smuts. You, you, I expect you to come riding on a horse and sweep me off my feet and say how much you love me and pour, write poetry for me. Like that's just for some. For me, your boy here, that's unrealistic expectation. I not that I don't try to be romantic, but I am not naturally. I'm not naturally either. good. But at if it. we're supposed to love our wives, we got to hundred percent to meet them and, where they're and, at. And I will do my best. But to say that you want me to be this, you want me to be you know Robert Hemingway is, is not going to happen. I'm just not that linguistic. About and, it. and what might be a fair thing to do is if you're newlyweds, like I'm thinking of some people in our group mm-hmm. who are newlyweds who are just getting in the game or who are dating, engaged, or honestly, long time married too. I don't think it's a bad idea to say, okay, all cards on the table. We throw in no shade. We ain't hating. What are expectations that you, because because there's also expectations no, based on home life. Like I could look 100%. at Beth and say, well, my mom did all this. So I'm ex- like, like, and that's not me saying, I expect you to do it. It's like, that's just what I know. Sure. And Beth going, uh, nope. no, like, nope. cause that's not me. Yeah. So I do think it's fair to say, okay, so if you lay it on the table, like, these are just expectations I have. And then you have to say, be willing to say, okay, I am choosing not to have no, these and, anymore and, because of just the but, nature of the And beast. it should be working together through something like that, right? Mm-hmm. As a as a couple. And then there's compromise in that. Heck yeah. Like if I'm a big gamer and, and Beth's like, I expect you to never game again. I'm not a gamer, but she said, I expect you never to game again. I'd be like, maybe the compromise is you what? game once a week. You know, maybe there's right. And, and right? that's where those expectations work. Right. But then if we have them written down and established, then you're able to lean into it more the mm-hmm. fact of, and, and it can be a reminder not to, not to use it as a, beat the other spouse down. Yeah, you're not using it as a weapon, but more as a reminder to you, be like, okay, I chose, like like case in point, like with Beth taking care of all the kids, I can't expect to have a spotless house, food always on the table, sure. kids always cleaned up, Beth, you know, dolled up, ready to go hit the town. Like that's an unrealistic expectation. Right, like, that is, right. ain't going to happen. Right. And, but I can't use that as a weapon where it's like, well, if you would just love me, you would do all these things. Right. No, exactly. Again, Shut up. Like, again no. by saying that, that's an unrealistic expectation. But I do think it's okay to, in my opinion, this is this is this is this is thus says Mark. It's okay to like write them down and talk about these. Like these are just expectations I have. Well, and not saying that I expect you to do it, but this is just based on my experience. This is what I expect the wife to be like. And then your spouse or a future spouse can be like, well. And no, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Once you establish whatever expectations you have for each other as a couple, it's not a bad, and it's going to change. Some. It's, it's not a bad some. idea to say, Hey, in six months, let's revisit these. Right, and then, Cause there's and times and there's seasons because Heck there yeah. were times when Beth was always on t- Johnny on the spot with certain things, but because of Lennox, it's not just the fact that she doesn't want to. No, but things she have changed. Physically, can things have changed now, and it's okay to change, and it's okay it's to do like it. It's like I don't have, I don't. Me and Janine don't have the I'm same. Not good with we don't have the same expectations of each other from when we didn't have kids to now. Oh, that we have okay, kids. lean into that. So a little you, bit. you know, like, uh, all right, when when we didn't have kids, we had a spotless house. We went out on the town. We went we went out and did things all the time. We had you hit up that nights. Niles. Yeah, now it's like, hey. You know, if we can get a date night like once a month, we're pretty happy about that. I mean, we haven't even been able to establish that yet, but we're like, we'd be super happy about that. But because of life, it, life's gotten in the way and we're understanding of each other. And we're understanding that. And we still try to help each other uh, navigate and work through each other's needs, even in this season of of kid caring busyness. Same situation like you and Beth are in. You know, we do the best that we can and, and we navigate it together, not separate, but together. Mm-hmm. So, all That's right. That's cool. 
Next, number seven. And I should say, this is you should have these conversations even before you're married because this could also 100%. show 100%. if your spouse is humble This enough. should be premarital counseling 101 right here. Yep. Anyways, All right, let's keep going. Uh, number seven, stress and anxiety. This is, uh, this is a big one. So stress and anxiety can cause, uh, lead to unhappy marriages, especially, again, unrealistic expectations. And, and I'll use us as an example. If if I, oh, we couple. If I was stressed out and anxious and, and debilitated, by my stress and anxiety or having issues and your unrealistic expectation is that you just need to knock it off and stop that's an unrealistic expectation and i'm really struggling and that's not even being understanding or anything like that likewise i can't just waller in my stress and anxiety so much so that i've totally neglected my spouse and right. there's a time and a season for it but I can't just stay there. Uh, but I not need even to, just time in a season, but, but it's more the fact of, yes, we can't always control our anxiety and sure, our stress. But we should be seeking help yeah. in dealing with that, right? Yeah. We can't just say, well, this is just the way I am and take it or leave it. Like, that's not the right and attitude to have. And I think that's what it is. And, and I remember um, there are some people in the, the Facebook chat talk, talking about that where it's like, you know, they're they're now home with their kids and they're mm-hmm. dealing with anxiety yeah. of going out and what could happen or their spouse going and what happens if they don't come back. And mm-hmm. Coming from a person who had a very anxious, well, yeah, not Beth, um, that that puts a big strain on a marriage because it's like it's suffocating. You can't breathe, and there's a different and there and for those who are dealing with anxiety and feeling like you have that elephant on your chest, mm-hmm. I'm not saying have more faith. I'm not saying pray it away, but there there are. There are no, that's you, part you, of it, you, but you do need to have a. I'm trying to make sure I word this correctly. You do need to take the appropriate steps to go find help, and that's why yes. I'm like, it's okay to do some therapy. That's yeah. totally cool. It's okay to be on medication if you st- if you if you suffer yep. from a disorder where that's like naturally your, your or chemical makeup of you your to brain. Not be the, yeah. or it's causing you to not be the best spouse or I, parent that or friend that you need to now be. I want, sure, I want to preference that. I think it should be under the medical care of a licensed doctor. Versus just grabbing that street, right? Exactly. So I, I, you know, there is some, there's some care that because otherwise you might fall into the substance abuse number four issue again, right? And we and, go back and to that. And with stress and anxiety, the, the, you also do do need to look at it where it's like, okay, so what's causing the stress and anxiety? Yeah. And sometimes it's bad decisions. Sometimes it's financial trouble. And again, sometimes it's a control freak tendency. Sure. But sometimes, you know, especially like postpartum. You go buck wild crazy sometimes, well, and, I'm, and I'm, but, I don't want to say that in a rude but, way, but, but or or as a, or as a husband, be, that's because of hormones and, and issues things. like that. So that's something that okay, can they help, or should we be understanding? Should we or as a husband help our wives through those times? Or there's right? there's trauma, there's PTSD yeah. from certain things, and like that's my, where yeah, seek help, right? Seek mm-hmm. help on how to navigate your way through that. There's there's support groups for different types of things out there like that. There's counseling, there's, you know, psychiatrists, there's all that stuff is fine. Now I would suggest not going to just any old, as a Christian going into any Joe Schmo, who's going to be like all like leave your spouse. Yeah. Oh, well there's the, you know, this and that I would go to, I would try to my best to find the best Christian counselor I could. And there are certified Christian counselors out there that you can get. It doesn't just have to be old pastor, Smith from whatever down the road. And, and I do want to say too, so we'll, we'll, 
we'll move on from this one. We, we are working with someone who's an expert in this field with dealing with stress and anxiety. If you want to check her out now, it's Kara Snyder with an I S N I D E R. So Kara C A R I S. And eventually we're going to get on here. Yeah. We were just emailing back and forth and, and we're just trying to nail a date down to talk about this. So, but stress and anxiety, whether it's good stress, cause there is good stress. Like kids are stressful. Like there is good stress there. There, there is a natural anxiety in life, but out of, I don't even say out of control. But again, I want to be careful for someone who's dealing with this right now that we're not just flippantly but, talking but, about. But, but, but what but I'm un, saying is unrestrained stress and anxiety that's just open flow can cause a lot of stress in a marriage. What yes. I mean is uncontrolled by either voluntary or involuntary. Yep. It, it, it's, it's not in the control of whatever. You know, whether you're open the floodgate or you're right. just trying to, you know, pick or, up all the little runaway. Yeah, monkeys. I mean, there's so many times where you, you don't have a choice in it and it just comes on you like a fly. I, I have if I get, again, if I drink too much coffee, I have panic attacks. So from too much drinking caffeine. too much coffee. So right? I mean, I can control that, but there's other people that have panic attacks for no reason and they can't help that. And that's what we say. Seek help and, and, and do what you can to find the help that is going to get you through this. And Hopefully, you got a spouse that is understanding and going to stand by you and help you through this situation. Because they well. have a commitment to the marriage. There it is. All right. So number eight, man, we are going long on this one too. So let's let's do these last couple yeah. pretty quick. So busyness. This one's pretty straightforward. If you are too busy, where you can't work on the relationship, you can't be there. You can't have a relationship with the, uh, your spouse if you don't spend any time with your spouse. If you're always too busy to spend. Good quality time with your spouse. And again, there's sprint there's, season if you're trying to knock out yep. debt. If you're trying to finish school, there's if you're, if there's you're times where you got so many, or, you got too many kids. You got you got all these kids around here. We talk about yeah, so many kids that, that that keeps you busy. It's naturally busy. It's not a bad thing, but busyness can hurt marriages. So you got to make sure you carve out time for good quality time. And with I'm gonna your spouse. And, and this is the hard part is is by me and this is where you have to learn is be okay saying no. I'm learning this because I've had a handful of people reach out to me and Instagram. Hey, can you just talk on the phone? And I'm like, if I say yes to you, I'm saying no to the only time I have with Beth. A hundred percent. So no. And this is why a lot of times on the podcast, like emails, texts, uh, Facebook, it just doesn't always happen. I don't respond a lot anymore because this is my time when I got with my wife or my kids and my wife. And by you saying yes to everyone else, you're saying no to yourself. Exactly. So don't take offense if we don't respond to you. Just understand that. Just go in the Facebook group and other people will talk to you. And we're we're not married, but yeah, go to the Facebook group. All (laughs) All right. right. Number number nine, lacking grace for each other. This kind of goes along with what we've been saying. This This is this is not being understanding. This is not. Um, showing if somebody's struggling with something, showing compassion and, and care. And I would all say that. this is also the idea of don't, and this is what I struggle with is keeping a ledger of the rights and the wrongs because love keeps no records of right and wrong. Mm. And if you're keeping records of wrongs, that's not showing grace. That's not showing mercy. That's right. not showing forgiveness. That's not loving your spouse the way you want to be loved. Right. Not even involving the fact the way Jesus loved the church right. in that. So, but yeah, a lack of grace for one another and knowing that we're humans. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. All right, number ten, lack of sexual passion or AKA the goodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, you did the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So, well, but this is a big killer, right? Yeah. Uh, and typically, when, when yeah. Well, typically, there's other issues from this list that have caused there to be the lack of number ten. That the the, the the sexual side of the marriage, the the bed has been defiled by one other thing, whether it's infidelity, constant conflict, or business, whatever, business, whatever. Yeah, so so you got to make time. 
you know, the, the Bible physically connect emotionally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you can't expect your spouse, even though Scripture says don't withhold yourself, right? And there's a reason why because it can lead to temptation. But it doesn't mean that it should always be without consent. It should always be consensual. Always be consensual. Listen to the words coming out of my mouth. I would <laughs> think of the tea reference. Someone can't say yes or no to tea if 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 so. If they don't say yes it's got to be tea. mutual consensual sexual encounters. Right. And the Bible talks about that. The fact of, you know, don't for like, don't, don't, don't forsake the, the assembly of one another. Well, but I that's think not I've, what I was talking about. It was, uh, but the apostle Paul was talking about the fact of it, the only reason why couples shouldn't be, you know, knocking boots is because you're, you're dedicating yourself to prayer, but don't go too long because the devil will tempt so, you and lead you out. So like, I, lead you astray. Like I think you it, like, we'll get screwed up. I think a judges where, uh, there's judges. Uh, yeah. Judges. Judge, and what, I forget what which chapter, but there's this, there's this, scuffle where it talks about a this guy and I forget, I forget his name about. but he overpowers a woman and rapes her right so that is non-consensual uh, non-consensual and that can happen in marriages and does happen in marriages which leads into what we're going to talk about in number 11 a little bit um but there that that to me there's a hard line there right that you're not loving your you're not you're not loving your wife and or that's your it. spouse. You're not loving your spouse. That's it. That that is that is unconsensual and that is wrong and it is against what God has established. Now, and I do want to say though, you know, there, it seems like a lot of times when couples fight, you know, sex is the thing that is is the that's the bargaining chip. It's the bargaining chip. Yeah. Like I ain't doing nothing, and it's like, oh crap, okay, and but and that's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be an intimate time to connect yes, with one right. another, not a not a weapon. And that's why the Bible talks about, you know, um, uh. Bro, uh, your body is hers, and yo, right. her body. Right. Don't withhold yourself. And yeah, so, that's what so Paul there says. is, there's a mutual. There's, there's supposed to be a mutual yes. in there. But if you're, if you're striving for that connection, the physical connection could lead to emotional connection, and then emotional connection could lead to physical connection too. And your spiritual connection could lead to your physical connection. I, I've heard of that happening with, with. I, I knew a pastor that said, "When the more me and my wife prayed and studied scripture, the more the, they were praying the more, and read scripture the together. The more I was attracted to my wife, and the more we connected, and the more that happened." So, anyways, number I'm eleven. So hard to make, not make. <laughs> I'm comments. moving on to number eleven. So, number eleven, the final one, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll end it. I guess. Yeah, we'll end it. We'll end it. So, number eleven, physical abuse. Right. I mean, you can also lead spiritual and emotional abuse in there too. Abuse. But we'll just put, we'll just, say, we'll just call it abuse, right? But physical abuse, I think of because we think of like uh, there's a lot of um, I would say fundy movements that say if there's physical abuse, you're still supposed to stay there with your husband. They'll be like, oh no, yeah, because you, exactly, you made a commitment to your vows. Exactly, and and I would say. No, <laughs> I would say get to a safe Go space. Go find some place. Get, get to a safe space. Now, uh, I'm of the big big mindset of man i would love to leave room for reconciliation but reconciliation doesn't always happen but you know this is the thing where le and this is where the awkwardness of legality yeah this is where i had to step into with my divorce is there's it's not just a mutual thing there's legal implications and everything mm -hmm. and so i remember when when my mom was going through her divorce with my stepdad and i mean I'm trying to be very kind in what I say, but I don't have a lot of kind words to say because facts are facts. But in order to make sure that my mom literally protected herself, she had to file for a legal separation mm -hmm. in all of these things. And before the divorce was even finalized, because there's a level of you can leave. And I've heard of this where, you know, the, the husband is abusive to the wife and then the wife flees. And because she flees and, and doesn't do anything, he can screw up her credit, her life, mm -hmm. take out credit cards, sure. screw up her social security. I mean, literally, he's like, okay, if I can't physically touch you, I'm going to 
destroy your entire mm-hmm. life. And so there is a level of you can file for legal separation so that yeah. way you're safe in a lot of other regards in terms right. of trying to move on in the future. But I've always told my teenagers this, where I'm like, if you're ever in a spot where you physically feel unsafe, whether it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend or fiance or spouse, my door is always open. Yeah. And so if my teenagers are listening to it, the call's still out, and which I hope it never, 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 ever has to happen. Well, to me, if, but, it shouldn't be you first. It should be the authorities first because it's oh, against right. the I'm law. I'm just more like, if you need a place to come hide, I got you. It's a, it's against the law. The authorities need to be contacted. Right. So, but, but yeah, physical. I mean, I don't think so, we need to talk about that one as much as the fact of, yeah, yeah that could definitely, yeah. definitely so, cause it, harm to a marriage. Well, and again, emotional, spiritual, all that's mental. I mean, that that is and all there is damaging spiritual to abuse a that can happen in a marriage. And emotional. Like it's, and so many times it comes back to what? It comes back to gripping for control and yes. power. That's yes. what it really comes yep. back it's to. It's selfishness is what yeah. it is. It's absolute selfishness of I want I want what I want and I don't care what you want, whether it's power, whether it's sexual favors, whatever it may be. That's what it's all about me and that's what not that's what God's telling us not to be. He's calling us to serve one another and for husbands especially to love their wives as Christ loved the church and likewise wives love their husbands as the church loves Christ. I would think it would be a mutual thing there. So, and, and to end the episodes, I know we got to end it and get on to fun facts yeah. is if we take now, now granted, um, you can't change your spouse. Only God can change your spouse. hundred percent, but you can change you. But, and if there are struggles in the marriage, but, your first stop is not to say you're a screw up. The right. first question you need to ask is, is what am I doing in this marriage and relationship? Is, am I putting in a hundred percent or am I putting like 20%? But God is this can a use... season? Is this a time? Is this a thing? But yes, but, 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 but it doesn't say by what you say or what you argue about, you can change your spouse. No. It says the way you live. Yeah, and that's what I was going to get to for your actions, which that's, I mean, yes, your but actions. that's where the spiritual abuse comes in from the funny, where the fact of, well, if no. your husband's just beating no. you, just keep living a good yeah, life. No. And then that's, he'll where, change his that's ways. where I would like, disagree. Nope. And that's why I, I exclude in my opinion, I exclude physical or, or that type of harm from the scripture. That's just me. I can't prove that through scripture because scripture doesn't talk about that. But with us but being for me being yeah. in this situation, this culture, there are laws of the land and the laws say a person goes to jail. Um, and so, but to me, it's, it's not true. You can't change the person, but God can change the person, but you can live the way you're supposed to live in your actions. God can use your actions in certain situations, not in all situations, but use the actions of you treating your spouse, husband and wife. I'm going to use both there where the, I mean, cause nowadays a wife could be bad in the marriage. I think of I, again, Johnny Depp. I, I think of, I think of, um, I think of the fi- movie fireproof, you know, and, and what did he do? He tried to win by back his wife by doing good actions after he had screwed everything up. And that's true. That, that can happen. Uh, so your actions with God's help can help influence those who are unbelievers or uh, disobeyed the word. And so don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. All right. That's all I got to say. That's it. As, <laughs> as I wind down the conversation, I think the biggest thing is you'd be shocked about how a soft answer turns away wrath. Mm-hmm. And if we are willing, and I mean, I'm talking from the husband spot. If I'm willing as a husband to submit to my wife and go, what do I need to do to love you today? and do that, mm-hmm. you'd be shocked at how blessed your marriage would be. And from the wife's side, you'd be like, what can I do to love my husband today? You'd be shocked about how much your marriage can change. And at the end of the day, marriage is hard, man. And, oh, and 100%. marriage is hard, parenting is hard, but just because it's hard doesn't make it bad. 
the hard things are worth fighting for. That's what Beth says all the time. If 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 I'm worth, Beth will say, if I'm worth fighting for, I'm worth having a tough conversation. If I'm if 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 this is worth fighting for, it's worth having hard moments. Like even for the kids, mm-hmm. if the kids are worth it, it's worth it having those tough moments. So don't be scared to have them. Lean into it. Have those conversations. But also make sure you're in a mental spot and and he or she's in a mental spot to have mm-hmm. those conversations. But if we're seeking after the goal of what is it supposed to look like for not not just a perfect marriage, but a good godly marriage, and we said, you know what, I'm going to take care of my part. I'm going to do the best I can. You'd be shocked by how much your marriage would change. Yep, exactly. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> Well, my dude, so we are almost at an hour and a half episode again, and we still got a part oh, two to do. It might be a part three at the space we're moving. My <laughs> goodness, Jeez, we've never so done a part three. My stinking good. Oh, we've been doing a whole goodness. series up in here. But let, <laughs> what, let's send these married people on their way, my dude. They don't need to stay here any longer. Right. So what's the fun fact you got for us today? Well, you know, last week we talked about not having a Mario fun fact. So I brought a Mario fun Ooh. fact for you right now. So Mario was named cracked. after a real estate developer in Washington. Wait, what? Wasn't wasn't Mario like Nintendo like a Japanese thing? So yes, okay. really. That's in 19, okay. 1981, Nintendo was renting out a warehouse in Tukwila, Washington, to use as their American headquarters. According to NPR, a man named Mario Segal uh, left an impression on his Nintendo tenants when he stormed into their office demanding late rent. Even Segal's uh, predilection for overalls and short statures seem to have influenced <laughs> Mario's design through the years. Segel passed away in 2018, but he's left an everlasting impression on Nintendo embodied by the gaming company's mascot. So there's your fun fact about so Mario. So the sweet, innocent, kicking Bowser's butt Mario. Was the real estate that came yelling, I want my late... Oh, no, wait. Oh, it's a me. I want my late rent. <laughs> That's really funny. I mean... I- Hopefully, with how much money they make off Mario, bro, hopefully, bro, got his payment back. Say, That's what hope, I'm saying. Hope. Hopefully, he got his aid from all this. I'm sure he had some back payment uh, fees in there. <laughs> <laughs> Get it in there. Well, hey, guys, we don't want to keep you any longer. So just like always, we are thankful that you joined us here on RTC. Connect with, connect with us over on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Text us at 574-400-5352. Email Podcast at Gmail. Dot com. Is there anything else these people need to know before we go fuller? No, we love you. We love you. We're just going to do it like that. Let's, let's just Dang, end it like that. I love it. Well, hey, again, we love you guys. So until next time, take it easy.